Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of Cat's Common Corner. This podcast was created by CamLearn Society to help educate parents on children's social-emotional learning. Hi, I'm Kat. I'm a registered psychologist, and I'm here to provide a calm voice and a guiding hand to help support your family's social and emotional development. In our last couple of episodes, we introduced social-emotional learning. We discussed strategies for calming down and managing negative emotion. Today, we'll take it a step further and discuss a topic which many parents and teachers have expressed interest in. So, today's topic, supporting my child in developing conversation skills. Let's talk about it. going to say this because I find it so important for all adults to understand that common sense isn't so common. What we take for granted every day, the skills that we have, your child or student might not have. And children do well when they can. They genuinely want to be friends with others. They want to play around and they want to have those relationships and those laughs and those memories. But sometimes that is hard. And that's where we as adults have to be that guiding and comforting person, that individual who can help our children learn these basic skills. So let's start with building our foundation. Relationships all start and friendships all start with conversations. That's how we get to know one another. That's how we get to know what our friends like and what they don't, and we share a little bit. And that's how we make meaningful relationships. But you'd be surprised that a lot of kids don't have those basic conversation skills. I used to go prior to the pandemic to schools and we would spend a whole session talking about conversation skills. We'd practice having conversation skills around us. And man, oh man, some of those conversation skills get pretty awkward. You don't know the amount of times I've heard the question asked, well, what's your third favorite animal? Or tell me what's your fourth favorite food? Because they're struggling to think of what questions to ask or how to keep this conversation going. It doesn't feel natural and that's totally okay. We gotta go over the basics sometimes. Now, I like to teach this to kids in a fun and engaging manner. So what I typically do is I ask them, hey, what is a conversation? Let's start with that. And we start kind of brainstorming ideas. A conversation is just talking. Cool, can it be about anything? Yeah, there's not really any rules to conversations. It can be whatever you want. Awesome, is it just with one person? And we talk about how you need a minimum of two people, but you can have more for a conversation. So we get our brains thinking. And then I ask them this question. Have you ever had a really good conversation with someone? You're so into it. You guys keep talking. You feel comfortable. The topic is something you like. And some kids will say yes. Some will say no. And regardless of what they say, I say, cool. I want you to think about that. And then I go, have you ever had an awkward 
conversation before. <laughs> and this is where we can laugh and make it kind of funny. You know, where there's that really awkward pause and no one says anything. Or you're kind of like, yikes, I want to get out of here. This just feels really, really odd for me. And we talk about the difference between good and awkward conversations. Awkward conversations make us feel a little uncomfortable. Sometimes they make us even feel a little nervous because we don't know what to say. We kind of get that feeling that we want to get out right away. And good conversations feels like we're not putting a lot of effort into them. It feels like we're engaged, we're interested, both people are talking, and the conversation keeps going. And it's normal and natural to have good and awkward conversations. But there's some things that we might do that may, may make conversations around us more awkward. And this is where we play a little game. So I go, I'm going to have a conversation with you and I'm going to do some things. And I want you to tell me if this makes you feel more awkward or if it feels like a good conversation. I'm going to teach you the five basic rules that I teach kids when it comes to making those conversations less awkward. And then I'll discuss a little bit about how I show it to them when we have those conversations. The first one is a basic one, and that's eye contact. This is probably the easiest rule for kids to get into. And it's a really nice way to start the conversation of what makes something a good conversation. So at this point, I'm talking to the child and I'm looking my eyes up, I'm looking at the wall, I'm looking all around. And then I ask them, you know, what did you notice? And that's when they might start laughing or giggling. Um, for my teachers out there, this is a great teaching activity to do because it gets the whole class involved too as they're observing and they're watching um, you have a conversation with a student. And most of them will raise their hand and say, well, Kat, you weren't looking at the person. And we talk about why that made that conversation a little awkward. Now, I'm always really big on the why. I believe that when we teach the why to kids, they understand and it sticks more to them why we do the things that we do. Versus if we give them a basic rule but don't explain it, it's not as likely to stick. So typically we say things like, well, it doesn't show like you cared. It shows like you were speaking to the wall or the ceiling. It didn't feel like I was important. And I just felt like you didn't want to stay in that conversation. Maybe you looked bored. Now, rules aren't always set in stone. So depending on the age range of your student or child, this is where you might want to go deeper into this rule and say, well, do I have to give this person, you know, a deep stare all the time and I can't look away? No, we want to have soft, kind eyes. It's okay to look to the side or to look up every once in a while. That's natural. In fact, there's sometimes when you're going to have conversations with someone where you might not be able to give eye contact. So some examples, if someone's driving, I really hope they're not giving you eye contact and they're looking at the road. Or another popular one, if you're playing a video game and you have a headset, can't really give eye good eye contact for that one. And that's okay. But if we are in an environment when we can give good eye contact, we wanna make sure we do that to show that that person is important. Rule number one, eye contact, pretty basic. 
Rule number two, face your body towards the speaker. Again, a really easy one to get kids involved with. For this, when I demonstrate it with kids, I just turn around and give them my full back. Sometimes kids will say, well, you're not giving me eye contact, so I still face my back, but I turn my neck. And that's when they start giggling and they think it's super awkward, but it's important to give them that visual. How my body is facing really does impact a conversation. In order for me to, again, to show to the person I care and I'm listening, it's important for my body to be facing that person. It doesn't have to be perfectly straight. It could be to the side, it could be tilted. And again, there's some situations where our body won't always be facing the speaker, but this is a really good basic rule to get it started. These two rules involve our body. Rule number one, eye contact. Rule number two, face the speaker. The next two rules are things we add to our conversation or the way we speak that can really help a conversation keep going. Rule number three, maintain the topic. This is where things get really silly. So if you're doing this example with kids, I want you to start switching topics like no tomorrow. So, oh, let's talk about birthdays. Oh wait, did I ever tell you that I have a dog? Oh, my favorite food is French fries and just kind of keep going all the way around. Then ask them, what did you notice about that conversation? Was it hard to follow? Did it feel like I even cared about what you were saying when I kept switching things around? Did it feel kind of random? Did it feel like, whoa, I didn't even feel like she was listening because she just kept popping random things in her head. A good conversation means that you're listening to the individual, you're hearing what they're saying, and you're staying on topic, which means if a person is telling you about their day and something that really worried them, you're not talking about your birthday. You're listening to their concerns. Now, conversation can naturally transition and change, and this is important to let students know. Again, rules aren't so black and white. Sometimes we'll be talking about our favorite vacation, and we'll be talking about the things we did and the restaurants we went to, and then we'll start talking about our favorite food. That's a natural transition. But going from a birthday party to dogs to french fries feels really hard to follow. And it's important to let students know that one way we build friendships is we show good listening skills by staying on topic. So number one, eye contact. Number two, face your body. Number three, maintain the topic. Number four is one of my favorite ones and that's ask questions. This is when I bring a child in and we have a conversation and I make sure that I ask no questions and it gets really awkward really fast. Usually it ends up in a really big silent and a lot of giggles. And then you say, well, what made that conversation awkward? Well, you didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Hmm, did you notice that there's something there that I didn't do? And I'm trying to get them to think specifically about the question part because you can't have a conversation if no one's asking any questions. Let me tell you this. I have been teaching this skill at schools for the last four years now. I've done it in multiple groups and every single time 
we have participants go up and practice a conversation, none of them ask questions. They kind of like to share about their own things or things that happen to them, but they rarely ask, hey, what's your favorite vacation? Hey, what's your favorite food? And as silly as it sounds, this is what I mean by common sense isn't so common. And I pointed out to kids too, I said, did you notice no one before me even asked my favorite color or if I had any pets or if I had a brother or sister? And this kind of gives them an aha moment because it shows them number one, questions are super valuable, but number two, they're really hard for kids and adults. And they really are. And this is where kids go, well, okay, well, I don't know what kind of questions to ask. And a little trick that I like to give are the five W's and the one H. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. If you are stuck at a question, instead of asking, what's your favorite animal? What's your second favorite? What's your third? Try using the five W's and one H. What's your favorite animal? Why do you like it so much? How did you find out it was your favorite? When was the last time you saw one? And this can be used for any situation or any topic. What's your favorite food? Why do you like it so much? Who cooks it for you? How is it made? Where is it from? And it's a great way if you ever feel stuck to use that to help guide those questions so they become a little bit more natural. This is where I recommend you write it down because those visuals are really important. But write it down, practice it, and even emphasize it as you're asking them to get them in the role of asking those questions. So we have give eye contact, turn your body, maintain the topic, and ask questions. The final basic rule for a really good conversation is something that adds depth into our conversation, and that's meaningful comments. A lot of times students don't know the difference between a question and a comment, so it's important to explain it. So a question is when you are asking for information, and a comment is when you are giving information. Comments are really great because they add depth to the conversation, they show really great interest, and they help keep it going. So if our conversations were only questions, they would sound a little bit like this. What's your favorite food? Pasta. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Why do you like it so much? My mom makes it. Why do you like pizza so much? There's a store beside me and we always go there on Sunday. And again, it seems a little robotic. Versus when we add comments like, that's so cool. Me too. I didn't know that. I really like that as well. Hey, yeah, I love pizza. It's not my favorite, but we eat there a lot actually. Or, oh, I've never been to that restaurant. It makes that conversation so much more engaging and interesting. This is the hardest one to master. It's pretty easy for us to give eye contact and turn our body, but when it comes to actually asking questions and making comments on what people say, that's where things get really, really hard. I recommend we start off with our questions first, and then later on, 
add into the comments and talk about what could be some things that are comments. That's cool. Me too. I didn't know that. Hmm. Interesting. Those are all great comments to add to our conversation. Now, these are the basic rules, of course. And this is really, really great to start off with our younger kids who conversations might be a little bit more awkward and making sure that they practice with people they're comfortable with, like their mom, their dad, or a friend. And even highlighting to them when you're having a good conversation because they won't notice it. So just say, whoa, did you just realize we had a really good conversation? And they feel a little proud about themselves now that they know that the five basic rules. If you wanted to add to that, we can even talk about things like our tone of voice, how loud we are when we're speaking to someone, our body language. These are more complex things that you can talk about with older students as well. So with older students, you can talk about how, depending on where our tone of voice is, can completely change the message of what we're trying to say. So I didn't know you had your lunchbox missing. I didn't know that your lunchbox went missing. I didn't know that your lunchbox went missing. So depending on where we emphasize it can change the meaning of the sentence. Is it, well, I never knew that it didn't happen because you didn't tell me, or I didn't know it was specifically your lunchbox that went missing. These are great things to add into our conversation topic once we've mastered our basic five skills. How do you know when you should be loud or when you should be quiet in a conversation? Ooh, it might depend on the mood. How do you know the mood? Hmm, you might look at the room you're in. You might look at the event or what the person is saying. So like a surprise party versus a movie versus a funeral. How does our voice change depending on where we're at? What about our body language and talking about the difference between open body language and closed. So the way that I like to explain body language when we're talking about this is when we walk on beside a store and we're not sure if we can go in or not, we look at the door and the door might say open or closed. If it's open, it means we're welcome to come in or um, it feels like we're invited. We can spend time there. And if it closed, it means that's not a good time for us. Come back later. Well, we do the same thing with our body. We don't have a big sign that says open or close, but there's some things that we do. Like if we close our, um, cross our hands, become really small, tilt our head down, don't really look at the person. We're giving closed body language, saying that mm, our store is closed right now and we don't really want to talk or see anyone. Versus when we kind of stand nice um, and our arms are open, we're talking with our hands, we're looking at the person, we're giving a friendly smile, we're showing that, hey, our store is open and we're ready to talk and have a really good conversation. Really great details that you can add to make that conversation even better. Conversation skills aren't easy. They take time, they take practice, Sometimes they might even involve writing down conversation topics if this is an area that your child really struggles in. And that's okay. The more we practice, the more opportunity we get 
the better we become at it. And you might realize some conversations might feel easier than others. So when you talk to someone you're familiar with, it's easy. But if you're talking to someone you're older with, it gets hard. Or if it's on the phone, it's even harder because you can't see the person and you don't know what they're thinking. Or maybe on a computer it feels hard because it can get easily distracting and your body language change. Hmm, that might be another good conversation to have as well. Regardless of how you have this conversation, it's important to always provide examples and areas of practice. So making sure you're providing a nice safe place for students and highlighting the great things that they did because having a conversation isn't an easy thing, especially when other people are watching or listening in. Conversations, they're a lot more complex than we think they are. Before I leave, I want to give you a challenge for this week. I think challenges are important as they help us really understand and develop. So this week, I want you to have a meaningful conversation with someone around you. And I want you to put purpose and be mindful of your body and your words and notice if that conversation felt different than before, if it felt really hard to do, if it felt easy and natural, and how you felt talking to that individual. This will give you a better glimpse of what your child is going through and how it takes a lot of effort and time to think about these things that might come natural to others. That's all for today. I hope that this week you learned something new about you, your child, or even about conversations. Take care, and we'll chat soon.